Our scripture today is from Hebrews, chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. And I will be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Listen for the word of the Lord. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. There is a word from the Lord this morning and it is my honor to share it with you and a message from Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 through 2 that I have entitled Running with Jesus. Pray with me please. Precious Lord, take our hand as we examine your word for the race has been set before us. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. And it's in your son Jesus' name that I pray. Let us all say amen, amen, and amen, amen. 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 through 17, tells us that all scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, so that everyone who belongs to God may be proficient, equipped for every good work. Now, you know, that's a wonderful word, but sometimes scripture can be difficult to understand. Would you agree with that? Sometimes scripture may be difficult to understand. Words and phrasings maybe not things that we're used to hearing. And it's sometimes impossible because of some of those words and phrasing that we can get the true meaning of the word of God. But then, but then there are passages like the one that we're looking at today from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. This passage is easy to read. This passage is easy to understand. This passage has a meaning that we can extract from and actually use and apply in our daily lives. Now, biblical scholars tell us that the letter to the Hebrews forcibly argues that through Christ, faithful Christians have direct access to God. You don't have to go through a priest you don't have to go through a preacher. You don't have to go through any intermediary. You can go directly and forcibly to God on your own. This book urges the faithful to be confident of their covenant relationship with God. Now, what's a covenant relationship? It is a promise. God has made a promise to us. And we've made, hopefully, certain promises to God, too but we can be confident in that covenant relationship. 
and we can look to God, we can look to Jesus as the example of the author and the finisher of our faith. And when we do so, we can live with hopeful living. When we do so, we can live with faithful living. When we can do so, we can be patient and we can be fight the good fight in our race, even though we may face a whole lot of persecution. Now, we can find the elevation of Jesus at the very start of the verses that we're looking at. And again, we're only looking at, uh, we can go all the way back to verse 1 of chapter, uh, of verse 4 of chapter 1 of Hebrews. It says this, Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors and many in various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, he's spoken to us by his son, who he's appointed heir of all things through he who also created the world. He is the reflection of God's glory and the exact imprint of God's very being. And he sustains all things by his powerful word. When he had, which we made purify for his sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become much more superior than the angels, as the name he's inherited is much more excellent than theirs. So the verses that we're studying today, the verses that we're studying today from Hebrews, uh, chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, shows that Jesus and shows that Jesus can be the prime example of what we should be doing with our lives. The text describes our lives like a race, whose running is being watched by a great cloud of witnesses, both heavenly and earthly. Our lives are like a race, which is being watched by a great cloud of witnesses, both heavenly and earthly. Now, let's first talk about the heavenly cloud of witnesses. It can be found in Hebrews 11, where the writer says in verse 1 of chapter Hebrews 11 that the faith is the assurance of, that faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. What is faith? Faith is the assurance or the essence of things hoped for and it's the evidence of things not seen. And then the writer goes on to tell us stories of people who had that kind of faith. Saints like Abel. Saints like Enoch. Saints like Noah. And then starting in verse 8 of chapter 11, the writer talks about the faith of Abraham, who obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land. And Sarah, who was barren, and oh, but kept the faith, and with that faith, she had a child. And then the writer highlights some other heroes of faith, people like Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jehoshaphat and David and Samuel and all of the prophets. Because by faith, they did all of these things. They did things like they overthrew kingdoms. They ruled with justice and received what God had promised them. They shut the mouths of the lions. They quenched the flames of fire. And they also escaped death. Their weaknesses were turned into strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to fight for the faith. 
the writer of Hebrews says this in verse 38 of chapter 11. But others were tortured, refusing to turn from God in order to be set free. They placed their hope in a better life after the resurrection. Some were jeered at, at their backs were cut open with whips. Others were chained in prison. Some died by stoning. Some were sawed in half. Others were killed with a sword. And some went about wearing skins of sheep and goats, destitute and oppressed and mistreated. They were too good for this world, the writer said, wandering over deserts and mountains, hiding in caves and holes in the ground. These people earned a good reputation, and because of their faith, yet none of them received all that God had promised. My brothers and sisters, these folks are the heavenly cloud of witnesses that are watching our race. And then there are the earthly witnesses that are watching our race. The granddaughter who sees Papa praying and one day becomes a praying grandmother. The school janitor who serves as the unwilling role of a role model, offering the advice of a life well lived at the right time for a troubled kid to hear it. And the man who spent nearly all of his life on the wrong side of the tracks and only with the help of God cleaned himself up to be of great service to the Lord. These people and many, many more are the earthly witnesses to our races. But we run these races more than just with heavenly and earthly witnesses to watch us. We run our race with Jesus. We run our race with Jesus. And as we look closely at verses 1, 2, and 3 of Hebrews chapter 11, we will see at least three benefits, three good things you get out of running your race with Jesus. Now, the first benefit you get for running your race with Jesus, and we get this in the text, is that we can run our race without sin. We can run our race without sin. Jesus is calling us to lay aside the weight of sin, which will hinder our progress. Jesus said in John chapter 10, uh, verse 10, I come that so that you may have life and that you have life more abundantly. A true abundant life. A true abundant life is not measured in possessions. A true abundant life is not measured in money. A true abundant life is not measured in status. An abundant life is measured in faith. And faith is this thing that what? It's the essence of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. And, and with faith, we can't run with faith with the weight of sin on us. It keeps us from running our race. So when we are running with Jesus, guess what? Jesus lived, Jesus died on the cross, and Jesus rose back to heaven so that we can have forgiveness of sin. Remember what I talked about at the very first when I talked about 
the, the reason why the book of Hebrews was written, it was written so that we can have confidence, have confidence in our covenant with God. And that covenant of God says that if you sin and you confess your sin, God will forgive you. Think how much easier your race is when you have decided to ask forgiveness of your sin. Think how more difficult your race is when you are weighted bound by sin, when you are uh, upset, when you have not asked for forgiveness and you're carrying all that weight around. A benefit of running with Jesus is that you can run sin free and that when you do sin, let me put that in, let me correct that. When I sin, I have an opportunity to get that weight off of me by coming to Jesus. Come to Jesus, come to Jesus, come to Jesus just now. So when we run with Jesus, we can run free from sin. Now here's the second benefit. The second benefit from running with Jesus is that when we run with Jesus, we can run with perseverance. We can run with perseverance. Now, we can find that benefit spelled out in verse 1 of Hebrews 12 when it says, let us run with perseverance the race that has been set before us. Let us run with perseverance the race that has been set before us. Saints, I don't know if you agree with me or not, but the race that's been set before us is not always easy. The race that's been set before us is not always easy, especially if we are following Jesus. Now, wait a minute. Let me make sure that you heard that right. The race that is set before us is not easy, and especially if we decide to follow Jesus. Jesus said this in Mark chapter 8, verse 34. If any of you want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up my cross and follow me. While picking up the cross and following Jesus will be the best thing that you've ever done, it will be hard. It will be hard because you will face ridicule from time to time from those who question your faith. And they question your faith because they say, well, you know, I don't see any benefit of you coming to that church every Sunday. I don't see any benefit of you giving your money to that church every Sunday. I don't see any benefit for your, for your prayers. I don't see any benefit for all these things that you're doing that are faithful. Folks will ridicule you because of your faith. It will be hard. Because you're going to get tired and tired and tired and tired and tired. But the good news is this. Because you run with Jesus, Jesus will give you perseverance. And what will perseverance do? Perseverance will overcome tiredness. Will it not? Yes. There are times that you will be tired running this race. But that's that second gear, that get up and go, that something that will get you to make you go run the race even when you're tired. And that will occur when you run with Jesus because that's where it comes from. Because there's a whole lot of folks who say, 
I am just too tired. And then you just fill in the blank and they don't do it. And then there's a whole lot of folks who say, I'm tired. But what did they end up doing? They end up following Jesus anyway, because Jesus gives them that special extra mm to get on up. I don't feel no ways tired. I've gone too far from where I've started from. Nobody told me the road would be easy. Hmm. I don't believe he brought me this far to do what? To leave me. Perseverance is the second benefit we get from running with Jesus. Now let's let's review. We're gonna do a little review here. Hebrews 12, chapters one through uh, verse one through four. So far, I've revealed these two benefits from running with Jesus. The first, since we run with Jesus, when we run with Jesus, we can run light because we can run without all this sin that's been dragging us down. The second benefit is because we can run with Jesus. We, when we run with Jesus, we can run with perseverance. Even though we're tired, Jesus is going to help us. We're going to get up and go. We'll make that thing happen. Even though we're tired, we're tired, we're tired. Now, here's the third of these benefits. Because we get these two benefits, we can run our race with joy. We can run our race with joy. Joy because Jesus has given us a way to run our race without the burdens of sin. Joy because we can run our race with perseverance even when we're tired. Joy because we can run our race because we're running it with Jesus, the light of the world. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare his room and heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. You can't be a Christian without joy. You can't. You can't. We all say all the time, weeping may endure for a night, but what? Joy will come in the morning. The road is rough. The going gets tough. But we've got joy, joy, joy down in our souls and in our hearts. On this morning and tomorrow morning and all the other mornings and afternoons and the midnight hours of your life, you're running with your sins forgiven. You're running with perseverance. You are running with joy. So the question I want to ask today is, are you running with Jesus? Are you? Are you running with Jesus? You can answer that question. You can think about that. You can you can evaluate your run right now. Are you running with sin that is bogging you down and keeping you from doing the things that you really want to do? Are you tired all the time and 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 you just can't seem to make it over the hill, make it over the hump? And are you? Upset and melancholy and sad. Haven't smiled in a week. 
or two. You're living your life without joy. If all those things are true, guess what? You're not running with Jesus. You are not running with Jesus. But I got good news for you. You can run with Jesus today. You can run with the lily of the valley. You can run with the bright and the morning star. You can run with Jesus just like that guy on the cross at the end. He said, Jesus said, this day you will be with me in paradise. Now, we don't want to wait to the end to do it. You don't want to wait to the end because the, the end is not promised to any of us. But you can run with Jesus today. And I will tell you, when it talks about running with joy, because one of the things that people will tell me, you know, I will be this Christian, but I won't have any fun anytime other than, you know, once I become a Christian. What does joy mean? Joy means having fun. There's a lot of fun loving the Lord. Joy means having fun. And it's a different kind of fun that you will ever experience in life. It is the peace that passes all understanding. So, if you are searching for that, if you need that in your life, I want you to pray with me. Lord, I'm a sinner. And with heavy burdens on my life, I'm running tired. I'm running without joy. I'm running into dead ends. Lord, I come asking for your forgiveness. I come to run with you. Lord, come into my life. Change me so that I can run without sin, so that I can run with perseverance, so that I can run with joy. Lord, I want to run with you. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Let us all say amen, amen, and amen. So now, if you prayed that prayer with me, you are now saved. You are now free to run without sin. You are now free to run with perseverance. And yes, you are now free to run with joy. But even though you, you prayed that prayer and you've now made the decision to come to the Lord, there's more than work that you got to do. And that more work that you have to do is you've got to publicly acknowledge that you've done it, that you've come to Jesus. Because without that public acknowledgement, the devil's going to get you. Now, the devil's going to get you anyway, but the devil really is going to get you if you don't make that public acknowledgement that you've come to Jesus and that you've decided to make Jesus your choice. So here's what i like for you to do. In a few moments, I'm going to ask folks in the sanctuary uh, if they have made that decision to come to Jesus. But right now, if you are watching on Facebook or listening on Zoom or listening to this to, on a podcast later on, or however you're getting this message, here's what I'd like for you to do. I want you to call me or text me. My telephone number is 608-358-1309. That's 608-358-1309. And I want you just to, to, to call me or text me, and let's start having a conversation about your faith. And one part of that conversation about your faith is your church membership. Yeah, I, I know, I know it's an old-fashioned thing. Yeah, I got to be a member of a church. But iron sharpens iron. 
And being a member of a church is so much more helpful to grow your faith. And here at New Bethel, we try to do a whole lot of things to help grow your faith. At 6.30 in the morning, we have a prayer call. On Wednesdays, we have a Bible study. On Tuesdays and Saturdays, right on your phone, you get a devotional. We have a Facebook page and a website in which we have all of our content available for you 24-7. We have a text message service that if you give us your text, if you give us your phone number, we'll send you texts that can connect you to other resources of faith. We want to help you grow your faith. So again, give me a call, 608-358-1309, and let's start having a dialogue about now for our benediction, which is a covering of God's grace and love until we meet again. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the joy of the Holy Ghost be with you as you run your race. Henceforth, now, and forevermore, let us all say, Amen, everybody. Amen. Amen.